Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. Episode 31 of the Hunting Land Man podcast brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They always take great care of our clients. Um, I can't tell you a time in the past, I don't know, couple years that I've not had a deal going on with Southern Ag and including right now Ryan and I have a property we're buying in Missouri and yes uh, last episode you heard us talk about buying land um, in the uh, Midwest Southern Ag if you're local here in Mississippi Louisiana they will finance land in the Midwest Uh, I've done it for several of my clients and myself so uh, Southern Ag is good not only here in Mississippi Louisiana but in the Midwest as well all right here we go I think this is going to be a fun, quick episode, uh, the Southern Rut. Okay, we're recording this on Tuesday, November 29th. We'll kind of get you up to date, and, you know, we've been to the Midwest. We're going to do some podcasts on that, catch y'all up. I've killed a, my best deer ever in Kansas, and then I uh, I killed first day bow hunting, me and Caleb. My, that's, oh, yeah, by the way, my co-host here, Caleb, cameraman Caleb. Uh, and just actually became a real estate man, Caleb, also. So congratulations. Wear a lot of hats. And a lot of hats. And today he's wearing a Tamarack hat. So there you go. Anyway, um, so I killed on the first day uh, in Missouri on a property Ryan and I own. Uh, I killed uh, mid-150s. And I call him mid-150s because he was 151 and he had about five or six inches broken off. So we're just going to call him. But it was there whenever Ryan saw him the yeah, first time. Yeah, we've got time. video of him with Video it. proof. But anyway, that's going to be a fun episode we got coming up. Uh, and then, so that was the first day bow hunting. Had a couple of days. Then Ryan came up, and we went to rifle hunting in Missouri. And uh, we killed in the first hour and a half, and Ryan killed the next afternoon. All four bucks killed on one stand over a sugar rush field. And let me just tell you, I'd go hunting. You could probably kill one there tomorrow. I mean, it's, no doubt. it's, it's this guy. And we saw another shooter the afternoon we killed. Um, and who knows how many shooters Ryan passed up because, you know, he just... The passed, pass and assassin. The pass and assassin. All right, but here we go. The southern rut. We've already been through the Midwestern rut pre and and in the middle of the heat of it. And when we left Missouri that day, Caleb and I good. saw as much rut. I think it was like November 15th-ish mm-hmm. or 16th. And, dude, they were everywhere. I'm telling you, there was bucks running everywhere. Uh, it, it was unbelievable. But anyway, we're not there yet. All right, and look, the south is is crazy, and for argument's sake, I'm going to tell you, I hunt in Wilkeson County for the most part where I sell in Wilkeson and Amit County. 
Um, and the rut is a relative term. What do you mean by the rut? Okay, so I'm going to break that down, the southern rut here. All right, I think through a lot of properties and a lot of uh a lot of clients and things like that. I think the peak of our breeding happens from Christmas to January the 10th, somewhere right in there, the peak of our breeding. Does that mean that's the best hunting? Not necessarily. Um, I like and I like the teens of December um, and a lot to do with weather fronts and when the full moon is and things like that. I think deer are really killable uh, around December 15th. They get a little bit it's, – it's a combination of rut slash patternable. You know, that they're, they're doing some of the same things. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about right now, kind of an update. And what we'll do, Caleb, we'll do another around Christmas. We'll do a peak rut, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah. things to be looking at right now. And I'm watching this every day. We're running cell cameras, I think. And i got about 10 of them running. Plus, Scott Lindsay's got about a dozen running. And, and all our friends have cameras running. It's not just a Slade sample size. This is literally probably 100 cameras and an everyday conversation with all my friends sample size about what's going on. Okay. Right now on the uh, the 29th, we got a full moon on December the 7th. Uh, that's going to put, um, you know, the full moon has nothing to do with the rut. Don't believe anything here. What that has to do with is peak, you know, deer activity. Mm-hmm. You know, five days before and five days after uh, that full moon, you're going to see a lot of daylight activity. So that, I think combined with the time of the year this is happening if it happens on december 7th i think like the 8th through the 12th right in there i think it's going to be some jam up hunting now we got to have the right weather too if it's 80 degrees right you know you're probably not going to see a whole lot of deer now if it's like it's going to be tomorrow afternoon which is wednesday afternoon and uh and thursday it'll be money um we're not to the point yet where butt time kills them but there is an asterisk with that. Uh, you kind of you can't kill them because it's sitting at the house. You got to still hunt smart, not hard this time of year. But uh, for instance, um, this morning um, we went hunting stand this morning, and and the deer on acorns like crazy right now. We had uh, heavy winds and rain uh, four or five days ago, yes. yeah. And in my yard and every everywhere we go, there's acorns everywhere. A lot on the ground right now. And. And, I, and I've noticed my cameras, which is really cool from a cell camera standpoint, you learn so much about your deer, is I'm watching my cell cameras like, okay, why am I not getting, why are they only spending two minutes at the feeder, come by there for two or three pictures instead of three hours? Well, mm-hmm. they're filling up on acorns. Uh, you can see the sign everywhere. Caleb and I have been showing a lot of property, and that's where we get our sample sizes from. You can ride through a property. And you don't have to wonder what trees are dropping. It looks like you went through there with a rake. You yeah, know, and, and it's happening on every property, mm-hmm. Mississippi and Louisiana. And um, so I think they're heavy on acorns right now. Now, a lot of the areas in southwest Mississippi where I hunt is heavy pine plantations and the and the SMZs, that streamside management zones, the hardwood bottoms, are only where they have acorns. So the areas that I hunt have high deer populations combined with not a lot of hardwoods. I think our window where acorns are a real effect is not as long as maybe some places down towards west of 61 in Wilkeson County or eight places where big hardwood forests are. Right. Um, a lot of water oaks, a lot of red oaks, a lot of white oaks, and a lot of sawtooths this year. Uh, you know, we were picking up all those sawtooth acres yeah. yesterday on that listing. Um, mainly where I'm hunting, it's red oaks and water oaks, and there's a lot of them on the ground right now. 
Uh, we hung that stand where I was going with this. We hung that stand this morning. I've got a feeder that I have a cell cam on um, about 400 yards, 300 yards down the bottom. And it's just a natural corridor where a deer can come through slow, check his scrapes. I found a couple of scrapes while I want to hang the camera right there and the stand. And, you know, the deer are figuring out who's top dog right now. They got a lot of testosterone going. Scott Lindsay saw a fight the other day. You're going to probably start seeing some rope tines and stuff if you hadn't already. Um, and they're going to be hitting their scrapes and kind of getting their game plan. From the time, I didn't tell you this, Caleb, from the time I scouted that spot and found that tree to when Hunter and I went in this morning, fresh hook in there already. Hmm. So they're, if you, if you, we, we said this before the podcast, don't put the deer where you want them to be, follow the sign. And if you follow the sign, that's why we got the stand right there. Um, you still got to hunt smart this time of year. Access is big. Winds, still everything, bow hunting every day. Uh, you know, as we get more rut, 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 heavy rut, you know, a lot of that stuff, the bucks will lay a little caution to the wind. Not all caution, but a little caution mm-hmm. to the wind. And you can get away with more stuff. But right now, you still got to hunt smart. Don't blow out your does and your bucks before the real rut gets here. Um, you know, hunt smart. I think pick your days. Like, that's what that's the way I do mine. Now, fortunately, I have a job where I can pick my days. Right. I knew last week that Wednesday afternoon and either Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon or both, I was planning on hunting. I schedule my showings around that. Uh, and, in fact, if you're – if your hunting land agent is not doing that, maybe you pick the wrong hunting land agent. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, they're probably I'm, not. I'm just tossing it up. Probably not a hunting hunting land agent, which is a problem. That's right. That's right. You know, and, you know, when you're picking somebody to help you through one of the largest transactions that you may do in your life, and the hunting is the main reason why you're doing it, and spending time with your family and stuff like that, you want somebody that has that passion with it. If they don't have that passion with it, how can they, how can you trust them that if you, you know, if you have that passion and, and how can you expect them to find the property that you can experience that passion with? If I'm going well, with you're that. not going to, you're not going to go to a heart doctor and ask them, uh, you know, about your kidneys or something. You're going to mm-hmm. go to a kidney specialist or something. You know, you, you want someone who lives the life and does it every single day to tell you what to look for. Tell tell, you know, whenever mm-hmm. you say, this is what you can do, A, B, and C, and you can kill big deer here. Well, you got to listen to someone that does it. If their phone doesn't go off with a beep on their cell camera during your showing, you might have the wrong agent. Right. Maybe we should start a thing. Like, you might be a redneck. You might have the wrong agent if blank. Maybe that's the thing. We'll get T-shirts made. All right. Sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll take some mediums. I'll add that to the list. I'll take some mediums. All right. I'm checking off things on this list. Um, let's look at – let me Google real quick – all right, full uh, moon forecast 2022, if I can spell forecast. Okay, we've got, no, not August. I'm, oh, we should have it. I mean, the moon's every 30 days, right? 31 days, something like that. Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I wrong with that? I'll, I'll, I'm going to be completely honest with you. That's what I would assume, but I have no idea. Give me just a second. Somebody else is, while they're listening, they're Googling this, and they're beating us to it, but I'm, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Farmer's Almanac, let's go. All right. There's November. They didn't have all these pop-ups. All right, we got a new one. We were wrong. Okay, we've got full on the 7th. No, full on the 8th. I said 7th, but basically the same thing. Right, full on the 8th, 
And then let's click on the next month. Um, full moon should be about New Year's, huh? Moon 20, 2023. All right, we're going to be looking at the first. There will be 13 moons in 2023. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, y'all. It's just taking a while. I'm going to guess the 5th, January 5th. It's going to be somewhere in there. 2023 moon phases. Here we go. All right. On January the 6th. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be... Bruh. So, you're looking at peak rut. I already said that. And then January 6th. I mean, the first... If you get good weather. Don't drink too much on New Year's and have a good time because you need to be in a tree. It's going to be money. All you got to get is good weather. You're going to have the peak rut, and you're going to have peak moon. If you get good weather, you better be in a tree. It's going to be money. All right. So, anyway, this is – and look, this is – this is. I'm stealing this from people I learned from, of course, but this is – okay. Weather trumps moon. Rut rut trumps all. Mm -hmm. Weather trumps moon. But when they all come together, knock it out the park. Um Okay, so we'll go back to the stand I hung and the reason I hung it. Okay, the feed, I got a feed, a feed down here. The deer are on acorns right now. So where I was getting a couple hundred pictures at a spot a night, I'm only getting, you know, maybe 20, 30. And that, the reason is, you know, they're feeding on acorns. So I'm getting off the feed, you know, hopefully a transition. But then while we say that, this morning at 6.59, we had one of our big shooters, a yep. six-year-old, daylight, random. They're doing weird things right now. So if you have time off from work and you have the wind, it's 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 not a bad and I don't blow your spot out. Right. Like right now we hung that because I can't get in that spot pre daylight unless I get in there at like four and sit in the dark for two hours, which I will do if, if I think needs to be done. I've done it before. Um but I, this is a spot I slide into, and maybe that deer's leaving the feed, coming to check those scrapes. I hung a cell cam on those scrapes, so I'm gonna, within a day or two after this rain y'all hear in the background, I'm gonna hear, uh, you know, I'm gonna know more about what's going on. So keep your pressure to a minimum, uh, as far as you know, because you don't want to blow out your spots before the real deer hunting time mm-hmm. gets here. You know, the real rut, because they're still. I mean, a lot of them, most of your big mature bucks, even during some good weather right now probably aren't on daylight right they have a better percentage chance are but a, a, a lot of them won't and but, especially you know, you know if you're hunting on a feeder or something you know you may kill one if you can if you find a little bit of time to scout and you can find a good scrape line you know you you may have a chance but you need to find a good time to scout whenever you, maybe you've got some wind and right before a storm so your scent doesn't stay in there very exactly. long and the deer don't know when you're in there so you know let me preface this also. I'm bow hunting, so the little different ball game. Like yeah. if you're if you're hunting a big food plot and you can get in and out of your box stand without spooking, mm-hmm. hey, hunt on good afternoons and good mornings. That's you it. know that's it. That's the beauty of setting up a food plot and being able to do that. And during this time of year, you can get them killed if you set up your stuff right. I'm bow hunting, so you know if I'm if I got a feeder, I'm within probably thirty yards. You know it's a little little tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, speaking of feed, we were talking before the podcast. I noticed in southwest Mississippi 
that deer, as far as rice bran, they start coming off of it about this time of year, and they really focus on those uh, the corn. Um, you know, scent is the name of the game in any type of hunting, especially bow hunting. I was showing Hunter this morning. You know, every time we go out and fill up our feeders, we spray, the, we spray Crave out, and they are so used to it, it's super strong. And I wear my lacrosse rubber boots. I spray it on my rubber boots on the way in, and we are beating between the Alema Shield and the uh, the Crave and doing all the right things with our scent. We are beating deer. I'm talking about dozens of deer come come to these feed spots because they're you know they're coming from everywhere. So there is no perfect wind. Mm-hmm. And so, do we beat all of them? No. Do we beat a lot of them? Yeah. Well, d- define beat because you know a lot of times if if you just get one little blow and they spook and then they just circle around, you win. Mm-hmm. If as long as they're not blowing all the deer out, mm-hmm. it's a W. Or, or, you know, like uh, one afternoon, I think when we were doe hunting uh, at the oil bottom, you know, we had that little buck come in. You know, he was a little boogery, yeah. but he just kind of eased off. Yeah. And then we still smacked us a big doe. The big deer that was coming in in Missouri, as soon as we got mm-hmm. in the stand. Right. As soon as we got in the stand, we didn't even have the bow in the tree. Right, nothing. right. He was coming in. We grunted at him. He circled downwind, knew something was wrong, never blew, just kind of trotted off, didn't really know what was going on. We killed later that afternoon. Ryan ended up killing that deer. Right. In the and same and plot. we saw another shooter. Yeah. And, you know, so a win in the scent game is maybe the doe that came down when didn't booger. She just eased off or didn't blow. You know, the, the, the lose is 30 blows out there at mm-hmm. 60 yards. Yeah. And you just need All the, the deer are gone. Yeah. You don't want that. Um, you know, speaking of good weather and stuff right now, you know, we've... I've, Got all kinds of apps on my phone with uh and, and you know high and low pressure. You know right now we got this low pressure system with this weather coming in, tornadoes and stuff like that. But you know those high pressure days when that pressure's climbing, you know into the thirty ones, um, you know those deer are gonna move it. And look, if if you're not a genius on how to read this weather, like I really like the uh, Deercast app, Jury's got, mm-hmm. and there's dozens of them. Yeah, you know. Um, but when the peak movement times and the weather and the rut all line up, you know, it, and I don't know, I have as much fun talking about this and doing this as the hunt. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I guess people that play golf and, and do all that sort of thing, they're doing, you know, they, they have as much fun talking about their stuff. It's all about the process. All about the process. Our other host uh, that we're going to finish the podcast 30 on um just walk back in he's he's been worried about the rain we're talking about the uh the pre-rut you know right now and what's going on um the uh i was telling mario scott that that scott had seen a fight the other day you know that i think they're still kind of establishing a pecking order trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on new deer a lot of scrapes we were talking about so scott's yesing the same thing same thing something that i'm doing right now um I'm hunting a specific deer. Now, if another one walks by, I'm not saying I'm going to shoot. No, I'll shoot him. I, actually, I know I'm going to shoot I, him. Yeah, I'll say it yeah. for you. But anyway, I'm hunting a specific deer, and I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got five cameras that he will frequent pretty often. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm figuring out where he's going and what pattern he's taking. I got a picture this morning of uh, of him. I, got a, I checked the camera this morning. It's not a cell cam. On a scrape. And so I thought he was coming from this direction, and he definitely is. Now, is he coming from some other – I mean, he's going on another bottom probably, and we're going to figure that out by that camera I was just talking about. I hung at the new spot. But, um, you know, I'm trying to figure these things out because as we're building to this rut, 
I don't want to be figuring out these deer. I want to have them figured out now that they've kind of gotten their fall winter patterns established, you know, what they're doing. So I've got my stands hung. I got everything set. But uh, I think it's a it's a great, great time to be in the woods. I'll have to get Scott when we finish that other podcast to tell us a story about that other deer. But uh, he was just talking to me about his neighbor, which is a good friend of ours, killed an absolute giant and Scott actually went and sat in the stand with him, and Scott had pictures of him, and uh, it's a cool story. But anyway, um, deer are very killable right now. Uh, you still got to you got to apply a lot of the thing. It's kind of a mix right now. You got to apply your early season, you know, smart access wind, everything, and the rut. We're kind of a uh, kind of a in the we're in both hemispheres, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. We, you got to kind of apply both. I think that. Um, these acorns right now, you know, if you're not sitting on the right tree, it's going to be tough. A deer doesn't have to go far to feed. It's going to, um, that's now something with all this rain we're getting right now, depending on your area, does that, does, does this rain wash a lot of your acorns down in one area or does it start souring some acorns? I think we're a long ways from souring, Yeah. but, um, this will probably, if I had to bet, most of your water oak and red oak, is, and, and I guess your white oak too, it's going to probably knock the rest of them down. We There's got pretty, yeah. There's pretty high wind and rain. Trees so I think our this will help our window of how long acorns will affect us. But uh, if you're wondering where your deer went on your feed right now, they're sitting under acorn tree somewhere. 100%. Also, something else, you know, we had the drought earlier. We're not in a drought now, but we had the drought and, and grass fields and and. and, and and your backwoods food plot, all your food plots and stuff took a while to come up or either got planted late. So we're also, cameras were heavy, heavy, heavy on our feeders, and now we're dealing with acorns plus grass. So, so you know, there's, there's other aspects to that. And now that rifle seasons has started down here, um, now that rifle seasons has started down here, it's a, um, you know, we got more pressure in the woods, so it does change yep. some things. Uh, here, Scott, answer this phone. Make sure Lloyd's okay. But um, deer are very killable right now. Um, she all right? All right. My wife called, and then we got tornadic activity, so I was making sure everybody's okay. Um, deer are very killable right now. Um, cameraman Caleb did kill a deer this weekend, and what was he doing? He was pawing out a scrape. So I was actually scouting. I put my turkey vest on just in case I found a place I wanted to sit. Um, it was right at the end. I was about to go back to the truck. Walked up a, a road, tons of scrapes, big scrape line. They were all super fresh, which, by the way, I found probably 25 scrapes throughout the whole time I was scouting. I mean, they're pawing, pawing, pawing right now. And I got to the end. I said, man, I'm just going to sit down for a minute. 60 seconds after I sat down, he walked up the same trail I did. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But, uh, yeah, he was pawing out a scrape, shot him in the scrape. So, uh, hey, Blake Duvall has said this a million times, you know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And that's on every animal you kill. And, like, Caleb sat down and killed a deer 60 seconds later. It was meant to be. Um, and uh, So if you can do all the right things or all the wrong things, and sometimes it just happens. But um, we just wanted to do this quick little podcast, talk about the southern rut. We're in definitely a pre-rut state right now. Um, if I had this – you know, our rut is longer than the Midwest. But if I had to say, if you're used to the Midwest rut, if I had to say, I think right now we're, we're heading into the 20s of October. Like scrapes, you know, scrapes and 
and and do you, and you're not going to see them as much right now. You know, right? Like you're not going to lay eyes on them as much. You know, mm-hmm. it, uh, jury they call it the the lull, but you know it's just going to be hard to lay eyes on the deer right but now. But speaking of juries, well, let's say we're in the October. Let's say we're let's say we're in the middle of October. Rut wise in the Midwest. Right, right. Okay, when is Lee? And Mark and all those big deer, deer killers from the Midwest, when are they killing their deer now? October cold, cold fronts. Exactly what we're going to mm-hmm. have Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so right now, if you're picking your days when you can go hunt, uh, you know, hey, pull up your 10-day, 15-day weather forecast. All right, that's looking good. And start planning your schedule around that. Right. Because you can hunt smart, not hard right now. Now, Scott, I, know, I was saying earlier, we've got a – January the 6th, full moon, which is going to be the first week of January. Money. Butt time. Butt Get time's going to kill. Stand. And we're going to do a podcast before then and tell y'all where the deer And hopefully, we're going to be telling you the story about some of the big deer we didn't kill. Good hopefully Lord. Hopefully, Diablo. Hopefully, El Diablo. Hopefully, we'll name the episode The Story of El Diablo. But chances are, one of the other shooters will walk by and we'll be telling you the story of the one who is not. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written view, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.